on ABC Radio Melbourne and ABC Victoria. You're with Lisa Leong. Are so amusing, aren't we? That is the succession theme, of course, because of the two big stories in the news. Rupert Murdoch stepping down as chairman of Fox and News Corp after a career of almost 70 years. Now, interestingly, he will be appointed chairman emeritus of each company. So we'll have a bit of a look at that. And then in Qantas land, Alan Joyce handing the reins to Vanessa Hudson a little bit earlier than he expected, possibly considered as a gigantic hospital pass. Peter Ryan is ABC business correspondent. We are looking at the intriguing issue of succession and would love to hear your stories, one three hundred triple two seven seven four. Hello, Peter. Good morning, Lisa. Somehow I thought you might have been playing that music as you introduced me. Of course. And and here's um, CEO Vanessa Hudson from Qantas with her apology that just happened on Friday. I know that we have let you down in many ways. And for that, I am sorry. We haven't delivered the way we should have and we've often been hard to deal with. We understand why you're frustrated and why some of you have lost trust in us. So fresh as a CEO, the first thing you have to do is an apology. Hospital hand pass, Peter? Well, um, a couple of things about this. It is is interesting the way that Qantas is handling this. Yes, uh, Vanessa Hudson is the new Chief Executive of Qantas, succeeding Alan Joyce. Listeners should be aware that was a YouTube video that was provided as a corporate handout by Qantas. They didn't hold a press conference. They spoke to a few aviation reporters. They uh, spoke with one TV network and provided what we would call in the business's pool coverage and had a, a separate reporter ask questions. So no reporters, at least from the broadcast media... So who, what do you take from this? Well, I think they're being obviously being very, very cautious, very cautious because you've got the ACCC court case up, uh, allegations that uh, Qantas sold uh, fares for flights that, that had already been cancelled. This potentially could mean a fine of $250 million, but... Bigger than this, the reputation is really um, you know, has been damaged, and then and, a high court case, and a high court case ruling that Qantas uh, unlawfully sacked seventeen hundred wa- workers at the height of the pandemic. So they're being very careful in the way that they control the image of Vanessa Hudson. And I would say that you know, for years in the past. Um, when Alan Joyce was chief executive for 15 years, uh, Alan Joyce always fronted up to take the big questions. He's not leaving the way that he wanted to. He had already announced he was leaving, but yes. leaving two months ahead of schedule after those ACCC allegations. But it's a very uh, delicate period for Qantas because you've got the Aviation Senate inquiry underway where um, Vanessa Hudson and uh, the chairman, Richard Goiter, will be appearing. And I, I spoke to uh, Richard Goiter last week in the only broadcast interview that he's done. And they, they're careful. They're apologetic. They concede that errors were made, but of course have the context of the the pandemic and Qantas almost going to the brink of insolvency. So there are some, there's a multitude of issues here that for Qantas to deal with. So we're talking about succession in particular this morning. And why did Alan Joyce step down, as you mentioned, two months earlier, even though he'd already announced that he was stepping down? What does that do or not do, do you think, Peter? Well, well Alan Joyce had always maintained, particularly uh, probably over the last eight years or so, 
uh, I would speak to Alan Joyce twice a year when they roll out their half-year and full-year results. And I would always say, you've been in the job this long. When are you going? And he'd say, oh, the board wants me to stay. I'm here at the pleasure of the board. Shareholders want me. And he was right because he uh, turned the airline around. He took uh, he took Qantas through the global financial crisis more than 15 years ago where airlines around the world went to the brink of oblivion, of course, the pandemic, but also through record high fuel prices. And after $7 billion of losses during the pandemic, the last set of financial results, $1.7 billion profit. Um, so that was a, a great way for Alan Joyce to finish. But there were some big prices to be paid and there were always uh, questions about complacency or arrogance. And, and also, in terms of my interview with Richard Goyder last week, boards exist to ask the big questions and to manage risk and oversight. So what was the board doing about um, some of Alan Joyce's strategies, most of which were successful, but some of these strategies have come undone in particular, that sacking of the 1,700 workers. Do you think generally when it comes to succession, you're better off picking up a company which is in tough times so that you can show that you've uh, corrected that um, course or is it actually even harder to pick up a company when it's going swimmingly well? Well, it's very difficult for companies because they could be going well and and boards are always meant to be developing succession plans for chief executives. They appoint them. But even though, even in the early years of a chief executive, they're meant to be thinking about who's going to succeed. And obviously this has, you know, been been an issue for Qantas. Alan Joyce has succeeded. They've wanted to keep him there. Uh, but when companies things go wrong at companies, often the solution is to bring in a new chief executive or to um, get the current chief executive to turn it around, then have a succession strategy, mm. bring a new person in. So we, we often see this, and this is not just big companies, big, you know, ASX-listed corporations. Um, you know, it goes all the way down to family businesses where succession is critical. Uh, let's talk about a really tiny company right now. Of course, I'm joking because we're talking about the Murdochs. And with a family company, uh, some might say Rupert Murdoch announced he's stepping down as chairman of Fox and News Corp, uh, handing over to Lachlan Murdoch. But I'm quite interested in Rupert being the chairman emeritus of each of the companies. Intriguing. Peter. Yeah, well, chairman emeritus means that it's more of a, an advisory role. And when it comes to Rupert Murdoch, an advisory ro- uh, role has a very big uh, exclamation point or exclamation mark after it. Because what it's going to mean is that even though Rupert Murdoch has said that he is stepping down or he's retiring, he's made it very clear in his um, exiting statement that he's still going to be around, um, that he's not actually taking his foot off the pedal. So you can imagine that even though um, Rupert might not be in the uh, News Corporation or Fox boardroom as a chairman or executive chairman anymore Uh, it's a phone call it's a nod it's a wink it's a raised eyebrow and when uh, Rupert Murdoch uh, picks up the phone to call or he probably texts these days um, people making those decisions would have to pay attention so very much Rupert Murdoch hasn't really taken his his hands off the reins he'll still be controlling and the question is why now and a text here from Mick saying possibly a bit of a fake resignation maybe avoiding some liability 
Oh, look, I, I think that... Uh, Not that we the, can comment on that, but <laughs> I interesting. Think that, I think there's no doubt that Rupert Murdoch has actually stepped back or retired. Um, I understand there's no suggestion um, that he's leaving because um, of ill health or because he feels that there are ticking time bombs, uh, but he's leaving because it's time and this uh, succession strategy has been going on not just for years but decades. Lachlan Murdoch his oldest son, he has a daughter then James Murdoch he's always been trying to work out who would be the most appropriate child to hand over to and 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 it's turned out to be Lachlan the oldest. Even Lachlan has had fallings out with Rupert his father and left the company because he's been wanting to uh, chart his own course in business but has come back um, because you know he can run News Corporation and succeed Rupert Murdoch but he's taking over at a time when Rupert Murdoch stepping back as the the last global media magnate of the pre-digital world and Rupert Murdoch's been very smart he's been selling off assets in the lead up to this looking at you know even even treasured assets in the print world he's sold off because he could see what's coming down the track and is succession just that much harder when it comes to family companies Peter and like Packers even yeah look Reinhardt I think in the um, I think in small business it's probably even harder when you have someone who's built a company up from nothing, whether it's a building company, a plumbing business, a carpentry business. You've got someone who started that business. They may actually be the chairman of the company, but they're much more than that. They're the executive chairman, and they would often be in those roles for years or a lifetime or, or a couple of generations. And they may not be necessarily experienced in in running those companies. And they have to work out who's going to take over the business. And often in small businesses... um, that the uh, children don't want the business. You often see this in rural properties or in, with graziers. So that's important to actually get the founders out of the way. And often with small businesses that become bigger businesses, they end up bringing in external people to run it. But managing the children, that's usually the problem.